In the spirit and celebration of the Beijing Summer Olympics, ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals, is happy to present this month's special series, Focus on Sports Medicine. What does a sport physiologist at the United States Olympic Training Center do? You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to a special segment on sports medicine. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is Dr. Randall Wilbur. Dr. Wilbur is a senior sport physiologist at the United States Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Dr. Wilbur, welcome to to the Clinician's Roundtable. Uh, thanks, Susan. It's great to be here. Tell us about the U.S. Olympic Training Center. United States Olympic Training Center is located in Colorado Springs, Colorado, at about 6,200 feet above sea level. It is a beautiful community that is located at the base of Pikes Peak, which tops out at 14,110 feet. So located within Colorado Springs, we have one of several Olympic training centers, as well as the headquarters of the United States Olympic Committee. Why was the Colorado Springs, Colorado site chosen? Well, it was chosen in part because of its location here in the Rocky Mountains. And of course, one of the reasons in terms of our athletes is that it allows them to do altitude training, either here as full-time residents or sea-level athletes who might want to come up and do altitude training blocks for specific periods of time. Despite the fact that we're in the mountains, we do get pretty good weather, which is conducive to outdoor training. We really are not affected a great deal by significant amounts of snow or cold weather. So the climate here is quite conducive to outdoor training and the community, by and large, is extremely supportive of helping Team USA athletes as well as the Olympic Training Center itself. What does a sport physiologist at the U.S. Olympic Training Center do? I focus primarily on assisting athletes and coaches with various aspects of their short-term and long-term training. We're organized into different teams, and the team that I serve on is devoted to helping our endurance sport athletes. So in the summer sports, I work primarily with triathlon, track and field, certain long distance events in swimming, cycling, and modern pentathlon. I have worked with speed skating, both long track and short track speed skating, as well as cross country skiing and biathlon. How long have you held this position? I will celebrate 15 years when I'm in Beijing in late August. Congratulations. Thank you very much. What led to your interest in this area? My background is actually as an endurance athlete. I ran cross-country and track in both high school and college. And then my first job actually was as a high school teacher and coach, where I coached those same two sports, cross-country and track primarily in the state of Florida. That spurred my interest in the field that I'm in now, exercise physiology, and I eventually went back to school and got advanced degrees in that area and was extremely fortunate to get a fellowship here at the United States Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs as I finished up my Ph.D. and even more fortunate in being offered something a little bit more permanent here in 1994, and I've been here ever since. 
Tell us about life at the center. How long do athletes live there? Susan, we have two different programs by which athletes live and train here at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs. One program is what we call a resident athlete program. As the name implies, the athlete live and train here 12 months out of the year with the exception of the times when they're away competing. And the second program, which is in effect quite heavily right now in the summer, is our camp program where athletes will come and will live and train at the training center for anywhere from a couple of weeks up to a couple of months. Both of those programs require that the athlete meet a certain level of athletic standard. In other words, an athlete has to be ranked in the top 3 to 5% of their individual sport, at which point they are given free access to all the services, room and board, sports science, sports medicine, etc., here at the Olympic Training Center. So once they attain that standard, we're able to allow them to come here, to live here, to train here, essentially free of charge, and to assist them in attaining their uh, Olympic goals. If you're just joining us, you are listening to a special segment on sports medicine on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Susan Dolan, your host, and with me is Dr. Randall Wilbur, a senior sport physiologist at the United States Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs, Colorado, discussing how athletes train for the Olympics. Dr. Wilbur, can you describe a typical day at the training center for an athlete? A typical day at the Olympic Training Center would start very early for some athletes as early as 6 o'clock. For example, let's take a triathlete. That would be a good example of an athlete here at the Olympic Training Center. So they would rise early, again about 6 o'clock in the morning, and they would report first to our 50-meter indoor pool to do a pretty extensive swimming workout. After that, they would have the opportunity to go to our dining hall and to have their breakfast. After that, they would have a few hours in the morning for personal time as well as recovery time before their next training session. More than likely, they would go back to the dining hall shortly before noon and have just a little bit to eat. And if the weather is permitting, which usually it is in Colorado Springs, they would head out on a ride on their bike, either by themselves or with other athletes. And that bike ride could go anywhere from two hours up to four hours, depending on what the workout schedule is that day. Once they get back from that, many times they will change into their running gear and they will do a run, a structured run workout, either outside or inside on the treadmill. After that, they'll report immediately to our recovery center to go through various recovery modalities, including massage, and that will take them up into the time of about 5, 5.30, 6 o'clock, at which point they will, of course, report back to the dining hall and have a good meal, replace fluids, etc., and then relax for the rest of the evening and jump back in bed pretty much by 9, 30, 10 o'clock, get up the next day and do it all over again. So how many hours total on average per day are they actually training? Well, they're like you and me. They're basically putting in a you know an 8 to 10 hour day, and those hours are related to training and advancing their fitness level to some degree. 
and that includes time when they're not actually swimming, biking, or running. As I mentioned, one of the requirements of their training day is to spend an hour to an hour and a half in our recovery center where they're able to go through a massage, go through sauna modalities, hot and cold plunge modalities, which are all designed to allow them to A, avoid injury, and B, continue training at the high level that they're operating on. What will your role be at the Olympics? I will be involved primarily in the issues surrounding the environment of Beijing. And by environment, I mean potential for uh, poor air quality. Certainly the definite scenario of hot and humid weather throughout August and, and early September. I will also be involved with evaluation of athletes for any type of pulmonary problems such as asthma, exercise-induced asthma, airway hyperresponsiveness, and also working with those athletes to ensure that all of the International Olympic Committee regulations are being met relative to asthma medications and drugs. Who else is on your team from the Olympic Training Center? We have a multidisciplinary team that will include sport nutritionists, physiologists like myself. We will have experts in technique and biomechanics. Obviously, we will have a a very, very large medical staff, including doctors, physical therapists, athletic trainers, massage therapists, etc. So it'll be a multidisciplinary group, anybody and everybody that can help any of our athletes improve their performance or perform optimally during the Olympic Games will be on board. Based on your many, many years of experience and observations throughout the years, describe what you think makes an Olympic athlete. First would be the physical talent. We have a saying here that goes something like, if you want to be an Olympic athlete, be sure you pick your parents carefully. And it really is true. Desire and heart and dedication will get you a long way. But unless you have the genetic predisposition or the genetic package to be an Olympic athlete, you know, truly an elite athlete, then you will fall short of that goal. So certainly the the physical talent I would put at the top of the list and along with that would be the ability to train that talent both physically and psychologically over a long enough period of time to allow you, the athlete, to rise to the top and to do it consistently. Is there an average amount of time that that takes a certain number of years? I wouldn't say that there's an average amount of time across all Olympic athletes, but within sports, that could certainly be uh, estimated. For example, the sport of women's gymnastics, where the athletes rise to the top rather quickly, and then they're pretty well retired within a year or two of their top performances. It's rather unusual to see athletes in some sports, like women's gymnastics, to compete in two or three successive Olympic Games, whereas that may not be unusual in some of our other sports, like track and field. It may not be unusual to see a distance runner or a sprinter compete in certainly two Olympics and and sometimes three. So it will depend on the sport, on the demands of the sport, and on the physical characteristics of the athlete competing in that sport. Do you have any predictions you'd like to share about the upcoming Olympics? I can safely predict that Team USA will represent our country, its citizens, 
in the highest fashion. And in doing so, I think all Americans can be proud of that, regardless of how many medals are won or who wins the most gold medals, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that is the beauty of Olympic sport and what has uh, attracted many of us who work with Olympic team athletes to this position. Dr. Wilbur, thank you so much for joining us to discuss how athletes train for the Olympics. You're welcome, Susan. It was my pleasure again. Thank you for having me on. I'm Susan Dolan. You've been listening to a special segment on sports medicine on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at ReachMD.com, which features our entire library of on-demand podcasts, or call us toll-free with your comments and suggestions at 888-MD-XM157. Thank you for listening. You have been listening to Focus on Sports Medicine, part of this month's special series on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals.